Today we're talking about these words. We are seated in Christ. This is going to be our series. I don't know for how long. Amen. We are seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. And one of the important things that this morning you have to capture is that people actually have denied their divinity. And that's why I want us to start today as an introduction. I want us to read in the book of Colossians chapter 3. So the first and foremost thing that I want us to deal with is denying our divinity. But when and so people deny who they are. And therefore, when you deny who you are, you end up living as something that you are not. Again. So you are pretending to be something you are not. Therefore, you become a hypocrite. Because a hypocrite is not just a person who is it's basically an actor. That's what the word means. You are an actor. You are playing a part that does not truly represent who you are. So now, the Bible says, you and I are in Christ. Are you ready? If then you were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above. Do you see where I'm reading? Colossians 1, 3 from verse 1. Where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life or our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. In what? Therefore, put to death. You died. Now put to death. Put to death what? Your members which are on the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. But now, in which you yourselves walked when you lived in them. It says, now you are part of the sons of disobedience. Already, Umangabe, you, you follow the reading of these verses. These verses put a demarcation of obedience and disobedience and clusters people according to those. They are called the sons of disobedience. They are called the children of God. So it means, according to the Bible, it does not make sense for a child of God to behave like a son of disobedience. It says, you, you were like them in the past. The assumption, therefore, is that you are no longer like them. It's a shame that you are still like them. Isn't that the case? 
Because the Bible clearly says you are not like them. It says, but now you yourselves are to put off. You yourselves must put off these things. Anger, wrath, malice. Remember, these things that they are talking about are things you were part of that are not who you are now. It says, put these things off. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another. Since you have put off the old man with his deeds. It says there is the old man. I want to... As we do this series, I want you to keep following the demarcations. There are children of God. There are sons of disobedience. On the sons of disobedience is the old man. The old man, we'll, we'll read about the old man just now, is being corrupted. It says, you have put off what? The old man. And have put on the new man. Who is renewed in knowledge according to what? To the image of him who created. Are, are you still following? Let's go to Ephesians. Let's read Ephesians chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 17. Listen to how, remember, you are a child of God this side. There is a son of disobedience this side. The Bible says, on the sons of disobedience, the wrath of God, Khalifayamudim is upon these ones. So which means every action according to this has very bad consequences. Are you still with me? Okay, let's read. It says from verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you should no longer know what? What does that mean? You were doing it before. You are not supposed to be doing that anymore. You should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk. In the futility of their minds, it's enmity to God. They have a carnal mind. Then it says, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. We understand what is happening this side. When you are this side on the side of disobedience, your mind is darkened. You are always confused. It says you don't, you are alienated. You are separated from the life of God. In other words, if you are supposed to be this side, but you have one foot this side, there's a part of your life that does not have the reality of the life of God. You are supposed to walk in victory because the life of God is the life of victory. But since you have your foot on the side of the sons of disobedience, you are alienated. You are like a person who has stroke. You understand when you have stroke? On the right hand, you are functioning very well. 
But if you are supposed to run, your right foot and your left limb can do fast. But you can't run fast because you are suffering from stroke. The life of God is not on this side. So guess what? The, the Bible expects you to be swift. But look what is happening. You can't. You are a child of God called to a higher life, but you have an earthly stroke to your spiritual life. So it says, they are darkened in their understanding because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their hearts. Okay, you perish because of what? Lack of knowledge. So the Bible says they are dying. And now if you are full of ignorance, you will die with them. If you don't know what you are supposed to, do, to know as a child of God, you are going to die. It says their hearts are what? Are blind. The Bible says, let the light of Christ come into you. Let Christ live in you. You remember we spoke about that last week. Christ is the light of God. So if you are not in the light of God, you are blind. I agree you, we are still explaining this side. We are trying to give you a diagnosis of why your life is the way it is now. Then it says something that who being Past feeling have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. It says, So, in other words, their work. Are you following? These are the sons of disobedience. But you have not so learned Christ. What is the assumption of that statement? It means when you have learned who Christ Jesus is. You have learned how his life must impact yours. It says, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. It says, if you are taught well about Jesus and the identity he gives you, you are no longer like them. Question, are you taught well? Most of us are not taught well. Good question. Do you want to be taught well? Eh? Are you sure? Because we want to teach you well. So when we have taught you well, you can bear the fruit of a person who's taught well. Now listen to what it says. You have been taught by him as the truth is in, that you should what? Put off concerning your former conduct. It still says your former. Who should you put off? The old man which, is, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. He says the old man is perpetually being corrupted by Inka Nugozak. So, if a person is not born again, 
the source of their being, the source of their lives, how they live and how they think. If you read in Genesis chapter 6, God said, I regret I have created man. Why? Because his thoughts are perpetually towards evil. So he thinks about bad things, he does them and he wants more. That is the old man. That is who you and I are when we were, we were sinners. And when we choose to still walk as sinful people, yet born again, the Bible says you will be dominated by deceitful desires. They say, give me little. You give it little, it says, give me more. And that is why you can come into any church and you find Christian sinners when you talk to them about the truth of the word of God. Don't tell me about the Bible. What is the Bible? The Bible teaches us in the book of John. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So don't tell me about the word. Don't tell me about God. What can I do for you? I can't do anything. There's nothing for me to do. You say you want help, but you tell me. You call a pastor. You say, Murut, help me. And then you say, don't tell me about the Bible. Mm. I almost said something. I almost said. Why? Because... You are ignorant. You don't understand what is pestering you. It's a cancer that will kill you. This thing, the Bible says, it's like fire. It's like grave. It never says enough. We can talk to you about living right. But because you are so ignorant, you don't understand the life you are choosing causes blindness. That is why you are a child of God, but you still leave your home to stay with your boyfriend. You see what is happening? You want more. You get more. You want more. Ultimately, you're going to die. Uzo famzalwan. Ngoba uhamba enzelen zabant oguti ulaga lukankulunkulu lupezguempilo zabo. You are walking in the ways of people whose ways basically evoke God's anger. And you know what? God cannot be mocked. How's that? So, you and I are not part of them. That's the assumption of the Bible. The Bible expects that you and I are not part of them. It says, where we read it now. Verse 1. It says, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So here's the process that we are trying to take you as a church. It says, one, put off the old man. If you don't want to put off the old man, we can't help you. We can pray for you, but we know you are too ignorant to realize that you don't really have a problem except not wanting to put off the old man. And so whatever else we can teach you is not going to help you 
unless there's a willingness to put off the old man. Why? The old man brings God's wrath upon you. The old man opens the door for demonic forces. The old, old man makes the devil a shareholder in your life. The old man corrupts you to the core. But now, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. How do we change? Romans chapter 12 tells us that we get transformed by the renewing of the mind. So in other words, repent, change your thinking about who you are, who you should be, what you should be doing, what the end looks like. Are you still with me? I agree we are just laying the foundation of what we are going to say. And says, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Put off the old man, put on the new man. Listen here. Who's the new man? Second Corinthians 5.17. What does it say? Hmm? What does it say? If any man... Are you sure? Therefore, if any man, if anyone is in Christ, before you were not in Christ, the Bible says you were aliens, you were separated from the life of God. Now you are in. What does that mean? You are born again. Remember, you and I are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. We touched on that last week. We were born again, but you know, I have this urge to go ahead of myself. I pray for myself in Jesus' name. You were a sinner. You changed your thinking about Jesus, right? You became a child of God. As a child of God, you must now put off the old man. We'll come to the old man again. And then be renewed in your thinking. Change your thinking patterns. And then it says, now put on the new man who's created in the likeness of God. Now it says, therefore, if any man be in, he is a new, all things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So watch. There's an old man. What do we do with the old man? Put off. There's a mind that was the, an enmity to God. Yeah, Lord. You really have to help me on this one. Let's go to the book of Colossians. Sometimes you, you try to rush. You know when you want to preach like last week and you realize that this week is this week. There's no fire and brimstone. You have to put brick upon. Listen to what it says. Verse, Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. 
What does it say? Once you are what? From what? Once you were alienated from God, you were what? Sinners, sons of disobedience, again. And were what? Enemies in your what? Because of, how's that? You were God's enemies in your, it is possible that you can be a child of God who still in their minds are an enemy to God. Many people call themselves Christians today. But in their heads, they are God's enemies. How's that? Remember, it says you were taught well in Christ. So now we're trying to do what? To teach you where you can't put off because you are God's enemy in your mind. You are born again. God has nothing against you. You are justified by the blood of Jesus. You understand? But in your mind, so God has nothing against you. You have something against God. Yes, Because if God says, you say. Let's read First Peter. First Peter chapter 1, verse 13. It says, therefore, what? Prepare your what? Your minds for action. Be self-controlled. Set your hopeful. It says, get the loins of your mind. So, you see, we have a big mind problem. When people don't understand. So, listen, this is what happens. And this is the process we are doing from today until the end of the year. If by the end of the year, you still live on this side, can I give you that advice again? You all know my advice. What must you do? Go to another. You see, we, we don't want to hold you with your tithe. It's your money until you give it to God. Eh? So don't worry. There's nothing, we have no strings to pull you by, but we expect you to live like God's child. So here's what it says. It says now, this side, sons of disobedience, alienated from God, God's enemies, their minds, you must go now and read it for yourself in Romans chapter 8. Okay, let's just read it because we are trying to teach you well in Christ. Let's read in Romans chapter 8. Are you still there? It says, verse 5, those who live according to the sinful nature, are you there? Are you writing? Do you have a Bible? Are you a member in this church? From next week, better make sure you have a Bible and something to write. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their what? Their minds set on what the nature desires. 
I, who has an, or maybe I should just read it from here. Whoever has the New King James or the King James. It says, for those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. To be carnally minded is to think according to the things of this world. To think according to the old man. Are you still with us, saints? So it says, when you think like this, you may be this side. But the thoughts that you have, you are a child of God. But like we say, your mind is not renewed. You don't appreciate the revelation of your identity in God. So you think like a sinner. The Bible says, so when you start thinking like a sinner, your thoughts will produce death for you. You will claim life but experience death. You will go around asking to be prayed for. We will pray but you will continue dying. Because the mind allows the word of God to come and then go to your heart. Unless it goes through your mind, it is difficult to find it in your heart. But if your mind is an enemy of God, it shuts the door to the word of God. You rationalize, you criticize, you say, the Bible says it is the word of God, it is our weapons for pulling down the strongholds and casting down imaginations and thoughts that exalt themselves above the knowledge of Christ. So our biggest battle is that some people have a mind that is their own enemy because they are an enemy to God in their mind. And therefore, they cannot reap this life that we are trying to help them. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and clearly, these things are not compli complicated from what I can see. They are straightforward. Spiritually minded, life and peace. Straightforward, isn't it? Because uzo falap. And then shaba shayala shayala bazo shayala ba shayala nala ufe. Agiru ena shaba tetao. It's my life. No problem. Your life is gonna end this side because this side there's no life. Uzongena unempi longapa ungapumi. Guess what? You won't get out. Even though when you started there was life. That is why there are Christians. They were vibrant. 
and then they started becoming, they started putting the old man again, and they became God's enemies. And guess what? They died. And now they start talking expertly. You know I was a Christian. Shut up. Because you don't know what you're talking about. If you were truly one, you would have advanced in life and peace and being more and more like Jesus. But clearly you were God's enemy in your head and you went back. This introduction does not want to end. Bondo. Okay, let's end it this way. I was hoping we will start preaching today, but clearly that's not going to happen. Let's read in Acts chapter 17. Hi. This thing did not go like the way we were hoping, eh? I was hoping today we'll be preaching and we'll all be standing up and say, preach it, preach it, pastor. <laughs> but hey, it didn't go that way. Eh? Hey, when you put these foundations, it's not a problem. Eh? And then next week we'll see. It will get there because then you will get it. Hey, I wish we were having a serious, you know, teaching week. After that week, we come. Now, what does it say? Verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being, as also some of your own prophets have said, for we are also his offspring. Did you hear that? Can I just say this quickly in the next five, ten minutes? Ten, thank you, sir. You are very generous. I said I wanted to touch on denying our divinity. Listen, for in him, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. So if we are in him, in him what do we do? We live in him. We move in him. What do we do? We have our being. As also some of your prophet, own prophets have said. For we are also his of, own offspring. What does that mean? We are born of God. Now watch. This is an amazing thing. I, as we were praying, I was saying, this is shocking for me. If somebody is, who has ever been in an accident? Have you ever been in an accident before? I pray for those of you who've never been not to be. In Jesus' name. If you've ever been in an accident or have had, some of us have been. I have never had someone report an accident where they were involved or they are driving and say, Hey, Muna, you know, the car made an accident. Have you ever had somebody say that? Reporting that the car made it. No. When people report, they say, I was. Why were you in an accident? Because you were in the car. So whatever happened to the car had to have an impact on your life. In a sense, sometimes it is even possible when the car is written off, you are also written off. 
It happens, doesn't it? So when there's an accident, we ask, how are the passengers? Don't we ask those questions? Why? Because we understand the English of it. He was in the car. It is not possible for something to happen to the car and nothing affects the person in the car. I see it But something is going to happen. Now here's a question. How come you can be in God and something happens in God but touches in you, touches you no way? But in God, there's holiness, but there's none on you. In God, there's righteousness, there's nothing on you. You are in God, created like him. We've read, hang it. We now have an understanding of the new man. The new man is being created in the likeness of him who created him. But amazingly enough, as God experiences himself, you don't experience him. Shocking, doesn't it? Question. Is it possible to be born in the flesh and grow up as plastic? Look at your faces. You look like crazy question. How come you are born in the spirit, but you grow up in the flesh? How come in the natural you understand that if a person born as a baby is flesh, they will die as a flesh. But in the spirit, you change the formation. You don't want to grow as a spirit man. You deny who you are. The Bible says Christ must increase. You say, no, I'm, I, I'm a, I mean, you know I'm imperfect. Yes, you are imperfect in the flesh, but in the spirit you are perfect. Therefore, as Christ comes and grows, you must be perfected in your spirit. And so Jesus, I wanted to read these verses. Maybe we'll read them next time. Jesus, when he was tempted in Luke chapter 4 and Matthew chapter 4, the devil says, if you are the son of God, understand in Hebrews chapter 10, Jesus speaks, he says to the father, the Bible says, when he came to earth, he said, sacrifices you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. Are you following? This is the Christ, the way that was in the beginning. What does it say? John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh. So when the word becomes flesh, it is God who becomes what? Flesh. Right? So if God becomes flesh, let's read this one quickly. Why is time moving like this? I'm reminded of one of my pastors somewhere. When these things happen, you will go, my time, my time. Some of you. Listen, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Since the children, okay, let me, let me take it from verse 11. Both the one who makes men holy. Are you there? Both the one who makes what? Men. When it says men, it does not mean amateur. It means people. And those who are being made holy are of the same family. Are you following? Who's the one making others holy? Jesus Christ. Listen. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers. 
we and Jesus are of the same family. He's not ashamed to call us brothers. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers in the presence of the congregation. I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here I am and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, who are the children? Us. He too shared in their humanity so that by his death, he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is who? The devil. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. And free those who were sons of disobedience on the side of death. Now here's what I wanted to, to preach on. If Jesus came on earth, the Bible declares that he took upon flesh as God. I don't think we, we, we must undermine things. Jesus is God. He stands there. The Bible says they worship him in heaven. Jesus speaks. He holds everything. He's the way that was in the beginning. But he says, I became flesh. Father, you prepared a body for me. I entered a body. Was Jesus that body? Was, you see, it was God who entered what? The flesh. Are you following? Now, when the devil comes, I wish someone can hear what I'm about to say. When the devil comes, he wants to disqualify Jesus for his mission on earth. Jesus is God, but he's not on earth as God. He's God in the flesh. And now he has to be a human being to save human beings. So the devil says, I want you to rob. I want you to cheat. If you are the son of God, did he come to be the son of God? No, he's the son of God. Here he has come to be the son of man, to become the flesh so that he can set us free from the fear of death. Now the, the devil says, if you are the son of God, Turn these stones. Therefore, if Jesus acts out his divinity, he will deny his humanity and therefore fail to save us. Are you following? No, when a no, I cannot do that. Because if I do that, I will not partake in their humanity. Yes, So Jesus, to save us, he did not deny his humanity. We'll come to that next week. But here's a problem. You and I, we are born of God. But we deny our divinity. He came as God to become a human being. He did not deny his humanity because he knew what is the purpose of his humanity. When you came on earth as a human being and God gave you his divinity, now you are denying it. You are surprised why your life has limitations because you are denying divinity, embracing humanity. But humanity has limitations that divinity does not have. And so you must repent of denying 
You must repent from denying the divinity that Jesus died for you to have. Because without it, you are defeated. Shall we stand up?